I'm Julie. I'm Kalea. And you're listening to the latest episode of Girls With Fun. Thanks for joining us. Every week we get together and chat about something on our mind about BTS. Sometimes we're silly and sometimes we're serious, but we're always creating a podcast by ARMY for ARMY. If you haven't yet, be sure to follow our social media accounts on Instagram and Twitter at Girls With Fun Pod and on Facebook at Girls With Fun Podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to leave us a review on your favorite streaming service. And without further ado, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Girls With Fun. Hello, hello. Hello, how are you doing? Good, doing well. Um, things have been really busy this week, but I'm so excited to record this very special episode. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic as well. Um, also been pretty busy, but you know what? It's a good day because it's our anniversary episode. <laughs> I still need to work on my air horn sound. <laughs> but anyway, it's a work in progress. Yes. Um, wow. So... We've reached our two-year anniversary already. It only feels like yesterday that we were recording the one year. I know. It really does. Time is just a construct in the COVID era. Terrifying. (laughs) Terrifying. How has it been a year already? It's funny because our first year, I mean, I feel like, I don't know. Like, I remember us even recording at that taco shop. I mean, people who have been here for a while will already know, but... For some reason, we thought it was a good idea to record our first episode at this super popular taco shop in D.C. And then, like, the audio was so bad. I mean, we struggle sometimes now, but, guys, when I say, like, the audio was bad, it was really bad. Like, even back then, we knew not to use it. So it feels <laughs> yeah. like we just started. I know. Uh, um, We've come a long way. <laughs> we've come a long way. Uh, there's been like a lot of changes in that, um, short period of time. Biggest change is that we're like still not (laughs) together (laughs) like we were in the beginning. Yeah. Um, pandemic sucks, but Hey, um, we're still here and we're still potting thanks to technology. Goodness. (laughs) Um, any thoughts on the past year podcasting? Well, like you said, it's been, it's gone so fast. Um, One thing I'm really proud of, I think like both of us, I don't know, (laughs) make it astrology, make it personality traits. Like we're both very like improvement focused or like focus. I don't want to say on the negative, but like we're always thinking about like the next thing we want to do or something we could like do better, which I think is good. Right. But at the same time, like we've grown so much, like we wanted to do interviews, so we did interviews. Like, even in this really, really crazy time, we've been posting consistently, um, even when we weren't sure. And I'm sure there were nights when we were like, I do not want to edit, <laughs> you know. But I'm, yeah. I'm just – I'm kind of proud of us. Like, yes, of course, there's always room to grow and get better. Um, not saying that by any means. But when I look back at the last year, I feel like we've grown a lot. We've learned a lot. 
we've had a lot of friends on the pod, you know, we've done more interviews. We went to the fundraiser. Like, I just feel like we've done a lot and it's been a really good year podcast wise. Yeah, I feel the exact same. Um, we've done like a lot of fun topics. Like you said, we've, um, you know, we've had like interviews and we've, we've, we've set goals for ourselves and we haven't like, you know, reached all of them for the year. I mean, there's still, um, some time left in 2021 that we set our goals for, but, um, like we've set goals and we've achieved, you know, a number of them. And I don't know, it just feels really good that we're like, we're we're not just like stagnant, you know, that like we're, we're progressing and, um, getting somewhere i guess in our own mindset um and yeah have, it just feels really good to expand i have some good news for you that i actually haven't shared with you before what? um so our podcast friends will get kind of a live reaction but i kind of keep really close tabs on like a lot of our analytics which like that's a whole other conversation for another day um but i was looking at i think listennotes.com and it said that we are in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide how does what? that make you feel? Yeah, girl. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, how is that possible? <laughs> it's just, I mean, of course, there's a ton of podcasts out there, and there's podcasts that have like one episode, and the people never revisit them. And our growth has been like super gradual, but I think just over time, like our consistency, um, our interactions, like it's just so exciting. I was so hyped when I saw that. Wow. Because, I mean, you see, like, the super huge podcasters of the world that have, like, deals with Spotify or, like, whatever. Like, we're not them. They're probably the point oh 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 one percent of all podcasts. But when I was, like, we're in the top 10% of podcasts worldwide, like, I felt amazing. I don't even know how to explain it. (laughs) Okay, I'm, like, kind of nervous hearing that. I don't know. Like, Okay, I guess I know that I'm making content for people to listen to, but I'm like, people are listening to us. (laughs) I know. Well, it does get kind of scary when I, like, every week I look at, like, okay, not only, um, like, not only are, like, X amount of people listening, but people all around the world are listening, and it's countries that, like, I've never been to, and the fact that my voice can, like, travel to a place where I have not been, or it would be hard for me to go, just, like, blows my mind, but... It makes me feel, like, so connected to everyone. I know. I guess that's why it feels weird. Like, I do feel like we're, like, really small. I don't know. Maybe I'm just wrongly comparing myself to, like, those other big podcasters, like you're saying, or even, like, some of our fellow peers who have been, like, podcasting for, like, longer than us. They have, like, you know, followers in the thousands or whatnot. I don't know. I guess it just feels like we're still, like, you know, really small, you know, just two girls talking about BTS or whatever. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't really feel like that big of a deal that we're like in the top 10%. But wow. When you, when you say that, it like puts things more into perspective. Yeah. I just sent you the source so you can fact check for yourself. (laughs) But yeah, no, I'm so happy to be doing this with you. And I'm so grateful for all of our listeners kind of setting up a segue here. Um, you know, but also true, like, I don't even know. So we had a couple ideas in mind for how we wanted to celebrate our anniversary episode. Um, And we always love having like a conversation with you all. Um, Our listeners, we love hearing what people are thinking about. We're so happy when we get messages, etc. 
Uh, I don't know how many times like I can come on here and be like, let me know what you think, but I keep doing it, you know? But so anyway, this time last year, if we had done an episode like we're planning today, I don't know if we would have got like the number or of questions that we got today. And I think we can do like basically a full episode, just taking listener questions to your point. Yeah. Um, this is something that I've always really wanted to do, but I wasn't sure if we had like the following to do it. So I was really excited that we actually got responses. So thank you to everyone who sent in questions when we sent out that pulse on social media. Um, we love hearing from you. Um, we want to hear from you more. Um, I would love if we, maybe not every episode, but you know, if we had like, more <laughs> episodes like this where we um, get questions from you about whatever. So yeah, we're going to um, answer some listener questions. I'm so excited. Should we just get into it? Yeah. All right. So let's get into our first question that we have here. This question is from Bailey. And the question is, how and when did you two meet? (laughs) Such a good question. Um, I'm so interested to hear like the two sides of the coin. I really am. So, um, if you guys have been, if you all have been listening to us for a while, you know that neither of us are DC locals. So I moved to DC in March of 2019 and you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll say it how it is. (laughs) I didn't have a lot of friends. I found it like kind of hard to meet people in DC. Um, or, you know, I was meeting a lot of people like through work, but, um, you know, people are not always in the same life place that you are, or, you know, maybe don't have the same time that you have. So I found it hard to connect with people. And I tried to go through a lot of my like alumni networks, etc. Wasn't having a lot of luck. And so I just kind of like sat down, sat myself down and was like, okay, what are the things that I'm into? Like, what are some things I would like to have community about? And obviously, like one of the main things that I'm into and continue to be into is BTS. Right? Um, I've been into them, as you guys all probably know at this point, by since like 2016-ish, um, um, or 2016, no-ish. <laughs> um, but so basically, I went on Meetup, and I made a group. And at first, I was so scared that it was going to be me. So I'm 29 for a few more days, about to turn 30. Um, I'll probably be 30 by the time this episode is released, but... Um, Anyway, made this meetup group and, you know, no disrespect to the teenagers. We've talked a million and one times about how there's nothing wrong with being a teenager. But as a full grown adult, I was nervous that it was going to be me and a bunch of teenage fans like I had fallen into that trap. Right. (laughs) Just because that's what you always hear or that's who's like super active on social or whatever. Um, So I specifically made the first meetup be at a bar Because in the U.S., in case anyone doesn't know, the drinking age is 21. So I thought to even go into the bar, you know, and order a drink, like, it will guarantee that I'll also be meeting other adult army. And so um, (laughs) I'll actually name drop this bar, I guess, because it's a bar that I really like in D.C., but it's called The Passenger. It's kind of um, low-key. And so I just scheduled the first one there and wanted to see who would come and I had had kind of like mixed previous experience with meetups, so I wasn't even sure if anyone would (laughs) come out or if I'd just be sitting in a bar by myself. Um, But luckily, four people came out. Um, At this point, I think they've all been on the show. 
Um, you guys have all heard uh, from Jess and from Christine and obviously Kalea, <laughs> my co-host and me. So we were like the first four to come out. And then I guess, you know, just kind of kept talking about wanting to do a pod. I don't really remember how we started the pod, um, but it was such a fun time. Um, and the group really grew from there. And Kalea really like helped me out with the group, took on more like leadership and planning with the group. Um, which I really appreciated. And eventually the group grew to over like 200 people. Um, of course, the Panini, <laughs> the Panini press hit and <laughs> here we are in the pandemic. And I'm sure that number has gone down a little. Um, but I'm no longer in D.C. full time, sadly. Um, however, I am there periodically. And Kalea has been able to really keep the group going, for which I'm also grateful. But that's kind of my background. But I'd love to hear like your side of the story. <laughs> Yeah, so I moved to D.C. and I want to say that was either late January or super early February of 2019. Um, so I was still like hanging out with my mom who was like here with me when I moved up. Um, so I wasn't really like getting out and like meeting anyone, but I was like, this can't last for too long, right? <laughs> so I was asking uh, my family up here, like, you know, how I could meet people and my aunt suggested to me to try meetup. Um, I never heard of the app before, so I downloaded it. Um, and there was like all these like, you know, interest groups and whatnot that I was like planning on joining and going to or whatever. And I was like, well, maybe they have like K-pop groups or maybe they have like, you know, BTS specific groups up here. Um, and I think when I first got on the app, there wasn't like anything, but I kept checking and like the BTS meetup that you created popped up. Wow. So I was, I was like, our timing was great. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I was <laughs> like, uh, oh my God, I have to go to this. Like, I'm not the kind of person that will go out and like meet people like this. But <laughs> when I'm like pushed to do so, I, I do it. Like, I'm really like antisocial and I have like a low social battery, but I'm like, I can't be up here in DC um, like trying to live here permanently and not have any friends like that just wouldn't make any sense. So <laughs> I forced myself to go outside. Um, and yeah, we met up at that bar. I went after work. Like I'm like coming to the bar with like my huge like backpack that I take with me to work. Like I look ridiculous. <laughs> um, and I was like waiting around also after work. Cause I get off work like quite early to like go to this bar at whatever time we went, <laughs> which I'm sure was like, you know, around like happy hour time. Yeah. Um, so it was like an insane day, like also using the metro because they don't have a metro in uh, Florida. So <laughs> it was like weird, like just getting into D.C. and seeing D.C. for like one of the first times and like getting to the bar or whatever. And I was super nervous. I didn't know how many people were going to come, um, but it was only like the four of us. And I don't know if that made it better. It was maybe a bit more comfortable because it was only four of us. Um, a little less nerve-wracking, but still kind of nerve-wracking. Like, I guess just meeting new people and, like, actually sharing BTS. I don't know. Like, we, yeah. like I mean, I've had – I have BTS friends, like, you know, that I've met prior to the meetup. But just, like, it's always, like, a new experience when you knew ARMY. So I was, like, really nervous about it. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, from that, like – meet up on like we you know I kept going to like meetups and we kept hanging out and 
like what was it like a month later we went to that concert together <laughs> which I guess we'll talk about later um which is yeah, insane but yeah and uh I think it was I don't remember what or when it happened but I think some interview came out and whoever wrote the interview just was like had a lot of like inaccuracies about BTS or whatever and we were just kind of like talking about it in our cacao chat like how silly this interview was like and we were like going back and forth and like I think you brought up like you we should start a podcast and I was like yeah and like I think we <laughs> started texting and like planning and like seriously mapping out this podcast so it was very spontaneous um yeah it was really just like that like yep let's do it <laughs> did we know like yeah. two years later that's so funny I don't even remember like I mean, obviously, every single week we're on here talking about the Army 60 Minutes or, like, interviews or, like, what we would ask them, which we'll also get to later, right? Um, But it's just funny that we've literally created probably at this point, like, hundreds of hours of content all from this, like, conversation. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, I agree, actually. And and I know we have a lot of other questions to get to, but I do think, like, at the time I was nervous about turnout, but I think with us both being introverts, <laughs> it was probably good. It was a smaller group, like at least to start out because there were some bigger events that we had like later on, like yeah. in particular, one comes to mind. It was a birthday event for Jimin. So that would have been, I guess, like October of 2019. And it was so many people. And I'm so happy when everyone comes out, like it's an open group, all are welcome, etc. cetera. Um, but like actually planning that or like interacting in big groups can kind of freak me out. So if it had been a big group, I don't know if we would have like been able to like talk in the same way. Yeah. And also it's kind of funny. I feel like all four of us are kind of introverted. (laughs) Why were we the first four to come out actually? It's like, give us the right incentive. And we're like, Oh, okay, here we go. (laughs) Like neither of us are like really like talkative or chatty. I mean, I guess we, we like talk amongst each other, but like, yeah, we're all pretty introverted, so <laughs> the way that that worked out is is pretty funny. Literally, this is a prime example of, like, the things I would do for BTS, because <laughs> I remember someone in a previous role that I had was like, yeah, if you want to, like, meet people as a young person, you need to go to a bar and, like, sit there by yourself, and I'm like, there is no effing way. I would ever go to a bar and sit there by myself, but that's like exactly what I did to start this group. So there you have it. Crazy. Um, well, I guess we can move on to the next question. Uh, so we have a question from Marley and the question is, do you have any tips on making army friends? I'm currently a college student who wants to meet other armies. And so I kind of interpret this as, like, how to meet Army friends in college. But I guess it could just be meeting Army friends in general. Um, do you want to share your tips? Sure. So I think actually, so a couple of things. So prior to the DC group, I had also tried to start a group in Pittsburgh, um, which is where I'm originally from. And... Um, the group existed for like a couple of months and then I moved. 
there wasn't the same like level of turnout ultimately, but there still were a few people that I hit it off with. And like one person I'm like still in pretty good touch with. Um, but I would say part of that time, um, I would say for part of the time that the group existed, a lot of the people that came out were college students as well. So I think there are many college students who are into BTS. Um, I also think campus life can be really good for uh, meeting other ARMY because like if you have like a lot of campuses have like a K-pop dance group or they'll have like, I remember when I was in grad school, I would periodically attend like a Korean conversation hour, but it was mostly like undergrads. So not that every person that goes to a Korean conversation hours in into BTS, right? But that could be a place where you could look. So I would try to look, I guess my recommendation would be like, look for interests that you think are maybe tangential or look for groups that like a K-pop dance group would probably have some people into BTS, right? So that would be my recommendation. Now that said, I was not in college when I got into BTS. I was um, working as an English teacher in Spain at that time. So I was already like a working adult, even though I don't, (laughs) adulting is subjective, right? Um, But I think just in general, making army friends, at first I was super low key about like what BTS merch I would display. (laughs) And I understand not everyone has merch, but if you do have merch or are able to get a keychain or something that you can show like how many times even on this podcast have we talked about like oh Kalea saw someone on the metro who had like a main keychain right or you know I saw someone on the bus who had x y or z merch so if you can even get like a small keychain it could be a signal that would invite other people to conversation hopefully um I remember my first bts phone case back in 2016 was uh the types of coffee so the song lyrics from coffee but then the problem with that was it was almost too subtle right because everyone would be like you like coffee and I'm like well yes I like the beverage coffee (laughs) but that's not what this really is you know so um over time I've become like more more open about my fandom um and even just wearing (laughs) fan merch to the point it's almost 25 8 now with the pandemic right um But if you can, like, find a way that's, like, depending on your own comfort level, like, kind of subtle or, like, a little bit less subtle. Again, I think BT21 is good for that. Um, And just try to, like, have it somewhere on your bag and hopefully someone will come up to you or you'll have, like, a run-in. So, anyway, that that would be my only advice. Hopefully, Kalea, maybe you have some better advice. (laughs) Well, I think my advice is similar to yours. Um, I'm not sure... Uh, what grade of college you're in? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure if you're an undergrad or if you are like postgrad, but I'm sure it's probably very similar. Um, as someone who did find BTS while I was in college, um, I I agree with your recommendations of like joining a club. Um, that's what I have here first. Like, join a club if your school has them. I know. Or I shouldn't say I I I'm sure every college probably has clubs, but they may not have clubs as like as expansive as maybe the ones that I was you know lucky enough to have. 
Um, but if you're able to join a club, like Julie mentioned, join a K-pop dance club, like I actually joined a K-pop dance club and it was never something that I would do, but I did it just because it was like K-pop and I was like, maybe people like BTS here. Um, and like, that's how I also got to talk to people about other groups as well. Um, so like, yeah, you could join a K-pop dance club. Um, I always talk about how I found BTS through Glee Club. So, I mean, I don't know if like <laughs> you might get as lucky as me to have like ARMY who are like promoting K-pop through Glee Club. You might find it <laughs> if you like singing, you could join that. Um, there's like usually Asian cultural clubs on campus. And I'm 100% not recommending that you go into the Asian cultural clubs like being like, I'm an ARMY because that's super annoying but if you're like, <laughs> like don't be that person but if you're actually interested in aspects of Asian culture and you like you know want to learn more about them and you know like want to like help in their communities and stuff like that you may find other people who are also interested in BTS that way um also like you mentioned joining like a Korean language club um you may find people who like BTS there. Like, don't go in there expecting that, you know, everyone's going to like BTS there. But I feel like it, when I was joining these clubs and what, 2014, 2015, whatever, it, it the chances of finding somebody that liked BTS were kind of slim. But now in 2021, I imagine that your chances of finding people who like BTS in these kinds of clubs would be, like, way higher. <laughs> so. Yeah definitely go and check it out um and like you mentioned like wearing your army gear proudly like you know wear your bts shirt around campus somebody might you know just say hey i like your shirt and then you can make friends that way um or like you know like like you said a keychain or something like that or even just like i i remember in china when i was in yeah, when I was in school in China, I had posters up of BTS, like, on my wall or whatever, and, like, people would come over to my dorm um, and, like, see my room, and they would be like, oh, my God, you like BTS? And, like, mm -hmm. I, I didn't know that they liked BTS, but we would start talking about them that way. Or um, that's actually how I met my flatmate. I think I had, like, a BTS jacket on or something, and, like, we hit it off and became, like, really good friends um from that point on just because I was wearing a BTS jacket so like wear your army gear probably like you don't have to be ashamed of it um also I think in 2021 it's far more easier to be like yeah I'm a k-pop fan than it was like in 2016 or whatever you know like it's just the, the scene yeah. is just totally different um it really is it really is yeah uh if you see someone on campus with like army gear talk to them like compliment them like you know don't be afraid just say like hey you know I like it they may not respond they might be mean I have definitely said like oh I like your shirt to people and they're just like don't say anything or they're just shy and they might just be like thank you but you can like try and strike up conversation if you feel like doing so yeah um also recommended that you try and find an army group near you um, this yeah. is where I promo I love BTS DMV on Twitter and other social medias. If you are in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area, you can find uh, some army friends and we meet up monthly. Um, and I guess you could meet me hmm. <laughs> and Julie if Julie comes down here. Yeah, yeah.
I'll yeah. still be around. I'll be around. I think um I think your suggestion is a great one because like you have said maybe an army is shy maybe they're having a bad day maybe someone's like running late to class or has a presentation or something like you never know where someone's coming from so even if they're not like super friendly it's it's not you it's not a reason to stop and it would be a lie to say that I hit it off with like every single person in our DMV group right like smaller subgroups kind of naturally form so you know even though army are all united like in their love of bts there it's like any other group there will be people you hit it off with and people that maybe you don't or that you know kind of to a lesser extent so just keep trying because maybe you'll say hey i like your shirt and someone's like eh, (laughs) or like they say thanks and keep going that's like not a reflection on you like being weird or anything like that it's just a reflection on like whatever space they're in but then maybe the next person you're like hey nice main keychain they're like oh omg like you love bts too here's my twitter handle let's get bubble tea or like whatever the case may be so it's not like every army i've met i've become like instant best friends with it like does take work um and you're like it's not easy but it's definitely worth it when you have someone that you can be a fan with so keep trying and don't give up um another suggestion that i just thought of start an army meetup group (laughs) do it that's what i did (laughs) do what julie did and start your own group like if you're like dang i want some friends i'm sure there's other people who are thinking the exact same thing as you but have no idea of like how to do that or um like or or even have the confidence to do so like if if you just be the one right people will come out um you can put it up on the meetup app that's nationwide and like it'll be applicable to your area i don't know you could start something on twitter or you could start something on facebook instagram wherever you want to start it at i'm sure there's people that will come out to your event and it doesn't even have to be anything like big it could be like what julie said like let's meet up at this boba shop and just like you know, chit chat or, um, you know, if you're older army, like, you know, meet up at a bar like we did, um, you know, literally anything like start your own group. And actually like bouncing off of that, if you're on a campus, like, could you start a campus club? Even if it had to be like a more general, like K-pop club, I'm sure there's other army, other K-pop fans feeling like they also want k-pop friends that they don't have to like explain themselves to or explain what a bias is or why they're up at three in the morning because there's some stage dropping right like like, you could definitely be the one and like Kalea said it doesn't have to be a big thing and I would caution against it being a big thing (laughs) speaking from experience everyone wants it to be a big thing until like they have to plan it right (laughs) so (laughs) I mean that sounds so salty and I don't mean it that way but like I wanted to like recreate every episode of run and maybe that was like a little too ambitious. Like I remember we went to a haunted house. We did a few or like a haunted corn maze thing. I was so scared actually, but that's a story for another day, but just like it can just be like going to a shop and kind of like hanging out together. It doesn't have to be some, some like big expensive logistical thing because it should be fun. Yeah. Um, you can try like joining an online chat. I'm pretty sure there's like plenty of those like on Kakao, like there's open chats you can join or I don't know, on like Twitter and stuff like that. 
online for me gets kind of like dicey but I mean if you're interested you can try like meeting people online and you might be able to meet people in person as well and lastly um whatever BTS events they have in the future I know like there's cup sleeves going on right now like you can go to those and you might meet friends there or like if BTS bring back like movies and like concerts and stuff like that that's those are also like great places to meet friends there I think as long as you're like authentic in your interests and this is like general life advice like I've been very lucky that like my undergrad and grad school groups were like super supportive so I could tell them about my fandom experience even if they weren't like into it right like my friends and and I'm just like very open about it now but it did take a long time to like become open about it so your confidence may come in time um but also I think like regardless of what your interest is, even if it changes in the future, like it's scary to say like this is what I'm into. But if you can be honest, I guarantee you there's like a bunch of other people who feel the same way that you do. Yeah. So um, okay, next question. We received a question on Instagram, I believe, and the question was what are your favorite, maybe this is Twitter, I'm not sure, wait, anyway, we received the question, and the question is, <laughs> what are your favorite, either meaningful or silly, BTS lyrics, slash, which lyrics you think more armies should appreciate? I'll let you go first on this one, because I think, like, Great Minds and all that, I think we possibly chose some similar ones, so why don't you go first? <laughs> okay, um, so... I try to pick the songs that, like, people don't talk about all the time. Because, like, there's a lot of songs that come to mind. But people talk about these songs all the time. Like, obviously, there's nothing wrong with them. But, like, I see it on the timeline every month. So I just feel like we <laughs> have to pick some other songs. Um, so, yeah, I picked some, like, older songs. Some kind of, like, you know, I don't want to say out there tracks. But anyway. Uh, so, starting off. I picked okay well let me explain so from like 2015 to 2017 Danjun had this run where he was like in all like all these songs right like he was like doing all these collaborations or like featuring on like all these different songs and honestly those were like that was everything for me I don't know if that's because at that time I was like armed biased so I was just like eating up all the things that I was receiving <laughs> mm-hmm. um but all those like songs he were featured in chef's kiss okay um so one of my favorite songs that came out around that time was um by primary and it was featuring kwang jena and rm and the song is called you um and this is like oh my god this is like one of my favorite songs like ever it just makes me like smile it's the way numb is rapping like if you could see me i'm like pushing my hair back behind my ear like, <laughs> it makes me like really shy but anyway let me i open up those lyrics i think um and one of the lines he says okay he starts off hot he's like i'll be your underline because you're important bro that bar alone <laughs> I'll be your underline because you're important because you underline things that are important. Come on, dog. Like, how are you starting off this all like that? Where do we go from here? Exactly. This guy is crazy. 
Um, he also like goes down um, in the going down. He says, okay, he has this part where he says, because your lips and your thighs and your everything fine. And I'm like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's the way he said it. It just sounded like super sexy. And I'm like, mm? <laughs> it's making me freak out. You look good with me. I want your everything mine. I'm like, stop. Don't make me blush like that. Oh my God. Um, also, I love the, the closing where he says, you're my destination, destiny, and definition. And I just feel like that's so, like, profound. I'm like, oh, this man has a way with words. I'm like, wow, imagine him, like, writing his vows. I'd probably pass out if he said this to me. Like, dang. <laughs> and now I'm, like, super delulu. Uh. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> love that song. Um, love him. Anyway. Uh, what else did I have now? Um, I have two, three on here. Mm-hmm. Um, this was before Magic Shop was the fan song. Like, Chew Three was the fan song. Um, and I'm pretty sure I said recently, like, I hold two, three, like, near and dear to my heart. Um, and of course, the part that I had highlighted went away, but I think that it's, I think this is J Hope's verse. Let me find it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this is J Hope's verse, I think. And he says, Me in the shadow behind the stage, me in the darkness. I don't want to show I don't I didn't want to show you everything, including my pain. But I was still too awkward and clumsy. I wanted to make you only smile. I wanted to do it well. So thanks for believing in someone like me, for bearing the tears and wounds. So thanks for becoming my light, for becoming that flower in the most beautiful moment in life. And I'm like, just like reading it, it makes me want to cry. Like this song makes me so freaking sad. Um, Just the way they like pour their heart out. I mean, they have for, you know, this entire time, but something about this song is just like so sweet and them admitting that like, how they don't want to show us everything. And, and I feel like they, you know, started doing the documentaries because of that. Um, and even then, when they do the documentaries, I feel like they don't show us everything because it would like hurt us, right? Um, and they try to like protect us. So I appreciate for what they do show us. Um, but yeah, this this uh, verse in particular really touches my heart. If it's not J-Hope, I'll be embarrassed, but I think that's his verse. Um. Was this the song where they said that it like started as a sad song, but actually became like a happy song for them because it made them think of ARMY? Because I'm pretty sure it was 2-3. Um, I think I... That sounds about right, and I think recently during the JK Live birthday live, he changed some of the lyrics to the songs about like... I can't remember what he changed, but he changed, like, one of the lyrics and, like, made it, like, you know, happier now. I mean, because it's kind of a sad song, but, like, it's, like, yeah, saying, like, you know, it's okay, we'll, we'll get through this, but you're probably right. Um, I also have on here Second Grade from Dark and Wild, that entire song. (laughs) It's, like, it's silly, but... The way they just go off 
And again, in like J-Hope's verse, like not so much like particularly what he's saying exactly, but like the fact that I think he has like five or six different flows on like his one verse. Like it's not even that many bars, but he just like the lyrical promise of J-Hope is just insane on this song. And also just looking at the lyrics, it makes me think about like, you know, they're talking about how they, they moved to second grade. So from their first year to their second year. Um, and they're like relating it to like, I guess, being a second grader. Um, and, and I'm thinking like, what kind of song would they release now as what an eighth grader? <laughs> right? uh, I would love to hear like what kind of what their thoughts would be now if they made a song like this. Also, bring back the gunshots, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> anytime I hear them, I'm like, yes, thank you. Um, Only ARMY are like, yes, gunfire. <laughs> please bring back the violence. Um, <laughs> no, that is the song. In music only. <laughs> yeah, just in music. Um, I also have Lost on here. This is like one of my favorite vocal line tracks. Yeah. It's um, so good. I really love this song and they kind of talk about this theme often, but just about how like, you know, if I, even if I've lost my way, like if I keep going on my own path, I know I'll like eventually reach my dreams. Um, um, and there's a line that says like so long even if it's a bit slow I will walk on my own feet because this is my way for sure because I will reach there someday even if I take a detour um, I will never I will never lose my dream and I really like that line um, it's very touching that you know no matter what path you may take you're you're go you're on the right path um, so I really do appreciate that song I have C on here. Um, I think we both have C on our list. Um, yeah. C is like a fantastic song. It's a hidden track. You know, you don't hear about C much and there's a reason for it. Like, I think it was, Nam Jun said in an interview that like, it's a hidden track. Like only, like if you're a true fan of BTS, like you'll be able to hear this song and like understand it. Like you have to have the physical copy. Well, I mean, obviously now you can listen to it on like YouTube or wherever else, but like, um, you know, this song's supposed to be like really special. And I also realized that like C is like a prelude to like the Mott's era and like the content of C, it just sounds very reminiscent of the, the Mott's era and them kind of like, you know, I wanted, I wanted all of these things. And now that I've got it, like it's, it's overwhelming and I don't know what I'm doing now. Um, so I found that very interesting. Um, I also have on here two of Yoongi's tracks from August D. The first being the, it's a bunch of numbers. I think it's his two, two, it's numbers from two of the bus rides he would take to get to school um, in Daegu as well as in Seoul. Um, 70, what do you, what do you, how do you say this? 72, 41, 48, sure. <laughs> whatever. Um, I really, I, I like the way that he, this narrative he paints in this song is like absolutely insane. Just like basically telling the story of how he 
you know, was in Daegu and, like, wanted to pursue his dream and him trying out for, um, like, I don't think it was specifically to be in, like, BTS, but just trying out to be in, like, Big Hit and, like, seeing all these, like, rich kids and, like, how they were just, like, flexing and how annoying it was. Like, <laughs> I just love the way he's, like, cursing and going off, but it's just such, like, a a raw like detailing of his experience and I'm like I want to I mean he's done like you know more songs like this I feel like obviously all of obviously is like him giving his raw emotions and feelings that he's feeling at that time but just like hearing that experience from him like I don't know I, I appreciate him for sharing that with us even if you know I think he's mentioned that like he wouldn't go back and like change songs on there, but like listening to August D like almost like, you know, Oh, I wish I hadn't put that out, but I, I, I'm thankful that he released it and chose to share those feelings and those thoughts that he was having at that time, no matter how old they were or how cringy they might seem to him now. Um, same thing with the other song with a bunch of numbers, one, four, zero, five, Oh, three at dawn. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm like, okay, listening to that song, it sounds like, just well, someone who doesn't know Korean, it doesn't sound like it would be as like deep as it is, but oh my God, like, okay. He's like, he says my, a social phobia that got developed thanks to, I guess his like training years, my relationships get a personal zero, hiding myself behind the defensive mask. I hide myself completely as if I became a criminal I couldn't take a single step out of the dorm that felt like a prison. Like, this song is, like, really, really deep. Or, like, the last few lines. I built a wall in front of me. Don't come inside. I'm an island in this wide ocean. Don't abandon me. And I'm like, that's like a... I don't want to say a cry for help, but, like, (laughs) it's, like, really personal. I have often wondered, like, how difficult, and, and I won't have, like, a full conversation about it right now, but, like speaking to those lyrics how difficult must it be to be like okay i have to be in a group with the same people that like i'm competing against right like yeah. they're friends now but i'm sure it was not always the case right well yeah i remember like you i think it was you said himself like when he joined big hit like he saw and i'm doing it was like yeah i can go up against him <laughs> <laughs> so they had that like you know friendly competition going on there i guess but yeah, I mean, you're like going against all these trainees, all these people are rotating out of the group, like, you want to be the one that sticks in the group, so it's like, how do you be friends with these people, but also, like, bye, get out of my spot, like, you know, I don't want you to take my spot. Well, and also, like, Yoongi with his shoulder accident or injury back then, yeah. like, he was kind of hiding that as well. Uh, he was hiding that as well for a while, <laughs> so, I mean that's just like an added complicating factor like yeah how do you navigate like being in pain or having this persistent injury right, right. while also trying to like make it through the super competitive system right and he's also been open about like battling depression and stuff like that so yeah i i really love the first august you make snape like it's just yeah. it's a it's a it's like getting to read his diary right not many people would be like willing to like put all their like feelings out there like that. So I appreciate him for that. 
I could keep going, hmm. but I will stop. I have just a few. I feel like the person doing the homework at 11.59 p.m. Um, I did not go into the same level of depth. Um, however, I also had C. I I like the whole song. I just like how the song grows and ebbs, and, and it does kind of, like, flow. I don't know. I guess it's a good analogy for C. Um, but I also love Yoongi's verse, which, um, I mean, I love it all, but it just makes me so sad when it says... Um, goodness of course i had these all open and now i'm like looking for it i'm like there's no words okay yeah so it's verse three he says in the end we reached the mirage and it became our reality the scary desert became the ocean with our blood sweat and tears but why is there this fear between the happiness because we know too well that this place is really a desert like you can get everything you want but i think when you have that and this was like what a 2017 track like they were not even at the peaks they're at right now right but like when you exceed your every expectation but you know what you had to do to get there i'm sure it makes it feel all the more precarious um so that's just a line that i think about a lot um okay so one other i don't know if it's a serious track or just one that resonates with me um I, I chose Magic Shop. So funny that you chose 2-3. And I think that Magic Shop is, like, talked about a lot. I'm not saying it's, like, this hidden <laughs> deep cut or anything like that. But some lyrics that really just stick in my head. Ironically, also Suga's verse. Um, I I think I, I relate to it. Um, not to, like, expose myself on the track. But I really relate to this verse and I think about it a lot. So his verses, I always wanted to be the best. So I was impatient and always restless. Comparing myself with others became my daily life. My greed that was my weapon suffocated me and became a leash. So mm-hmm. um, that part of the song is just really in my head. I think that's like very profound and also very honest to your point. Also, I love the song as a whole. I mean, I got a different part of the song tattooed on my body forever. So love this song a lot. I think we've talked about that before on the pod. Um, <clears throat> so the funny one that I did, the funny one was the easiest one, to be honest with you. Like I knew immediately it was like a lightning strike. Like, yes, this is the lyric. And again, everyone knows about it. It's not like secret, but I just laugh every time I think about it. Um, so J-Hope's verse in Converse High. Um, <laughs> just like specifically that one line at the end of his verse that's about Namjoon doesn't have to know or without Namjoon knowing like okay so first of all the mere fact that this song exists like what 2015 Namjoon has like all of BTS singing about his specific shall we say interest to keep it PG-13 right he has an entire song dedicated to his specific footwear interest um (laughs) Uh, you said it not me uh but yeah basically he has all of bangtan singing about his like shoe fetish um the whole song is nuts just like reading through the lyrics like suga saying like i hate converse because i can't take them off easily like the entire song is nuts just read through the lyrics if you haven't done so before like jungkook and jin's part like i like you but still don't wear converse low like 
what is this track? I can't believe that this got the green light from an entire company. But then specifically thinking about J-Hope sneaking around with Namjoon's like love interest is just too funny for me. It just it just seems so out of character. Of course, I don't know him personally, so I have no way to know if it is or isn't. Yeah. But it just seems so out of character. It cracks me up. Yeah, I'm like, that's kind of crazy. How you steal off on <laughs> Namjoon's <laughs> love interest? And put it in a song. (laughs) Yeah, if you're trying to be sneaky, like, you're doing the exact opposite. But anyway, (laughs) just, I I have so many questions. And I I know we have a question about, like, what would we ask. But, like, how was the song Converse High made? Like, I love it. It's a fun song. But, like, how is it made? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No one at any point was like, should we not do this? And they promoted this on music shows, too. Like, they didn't just, like, this wasn't just a, uh, a B-side on the album. Like, no, they, they did this a few times on music shows. So, like, everyone had to hear this. I want to know, like, what the reaction was. <laughs> like, the first time that the song was heard. Like, what was the vibe in the crowd? What was the reception, right? <laughs> I just wonder if it's one of those instances where, like, you know how, like, you'll listen to a song, but you're not really paying attention to the lyrics that much. So, like, maybe you weren't really, like, you know, they weren't fully paying attention to what they were saying. Because there's been plenty of times I'll, like, sing along to a song, and it still doesn't hit me what they're saying in the song until, like, months later. Maybe years later, I'll be like, hold on. (laughs) What was this song about? (laughs) Yeah. So it's 2021 and I'm still perplexed about the existence of the song Converse High by BTS and J-Hope sneaking around with his rap line member's girlfriend or boyfriend or partner. Right. I mean, I still want to know, this is kind of related to the other question we're going to ask, but just like, you know, asking them certain things. What? What was Namjoon's, like, specific interest in, like, having someone that wears, like, a white t-shirt, shorts, and, like, Converse? Like, red high-top Converse, specifically. Like, what was that? Because I was also looking at the lyrics to Miss Wright. And he was rapping about it there. And he was, was saying every say, interview. Yeah. I'm like, why? that? That's, like, very specific in, like, saying, like, this is the kind of person I'm interested in. Like, what? <laughs> I just want to talk. I just want to it's funny because like to this day to this day i mean granted we haven't had a concert in what two years at this point rip um but like when you go to a concert there will be people like numerous people wearing red converse highs like this is the thing that will not die because he hyped it up so much and like sure i like converse but like you spot the red converse highs and you're like uh namjoon stan got it like Namjoon bias got it I wonder if he still feels this way hmm it would just be so funny like this dude has more money than anyone knows what to do with right like could be into like any kind of like bougie designer thing and he's still just like thirsting after the converse size yeah well I feel like that segues us into the next question um what a segue (laughs) which they're pretty similar um so we received this from Kyra as well as a 
another listener who kind of asked the same question. If you had the chance to talk to the BTS members individually for as long as you liked, what would each conversation be about? Or if you could ask the members anything or say anything to them, what would you say? Do we want to go in like fan chant order? So I didn't write it down like specifically like by member because I'm oh, okay. Be- yeah, I-, I didn't write it down that way. But if you if you want to, you can, and then I'll do it however I have it. Okay, sure. I mean, I I didn't write it down um, either, so we can either cut or skip. But. Um, I think for Jin, like, there's not a specific thing I want to talk about. I mean, I guess maybe, like, what's the deal with the punching bag from In the Soup and just, like, his general chaos tendencies. But I'm actually, like, very intrigued by Jin's personality, right? Because supposedly, as BTS themselves have said, he's, like, also an introvert. And we've talked about this on the pod in the past, um, I think, like, fairly recently. But he has this, like crazy charismatic outgoing like bubbly funny side to him that we see all the time but then he's also an introvert so i'm just curious to see like what he's like when he's not like on camera yeah um and just kind of get to know maybe like the more subdued side of him so definitely something very low-key if i had the chance to like meet up with him um out of all the members he may be the one i think like if he was super on might tire me out a little bit because i (laughs) i can't maintain that high energy level super long but i would love to get to know him like in his more everyday everyday gen state right um which i guess i'm going in age order not fan chant order (laughs) okay um (laughs) self call out um, okay, so then for Minyungi, Suga, August D, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, like, specifically what we would talk about. I would love to pick his brain for, like, music playlists and just, like, I don't know, go, like, record store hunting, you know, dig through crates, literally, um, just have like a chill coffee shop hang um if we were closer i probably would want to ask him about some of the themes he talked about in in his mixtape like to your earlier comments but that's not like a one-off conversation right but um just kind of like how he navigated the early days um and how he navigates like some of the mental health challenges that he's talked about i would just like he seems like a really introspective and emotionally intelligent person. So I guess the short answer is just like pick his brain about life stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so as far as J-Hope, which it's always crazy to me that J-Hope is older than RM. Um, <laughs> but that's a topic for a different time. But oh, why? No, I think just Hobie has, like, a really youthful energy. Like, in my head, I just kind of, like, group him with the Maknae line. Or I don't know if it's because, like, RM is, like, put into that leader role a lot. But for some reason, in my head, I, I just, like, there's a disconnect there. Um, he groups himself with the Maknae line, so I guess. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, so for Hobie, I 
definitely want to get like fashion advice like i'm always texting our group chat like hobie's drip never stops like <laughs> we've talked about him being like the resident sneakerhead or whatever like he makes things that just like don't work on anyone else like he just makes them work right yeah um so i would love to go like thrift shopping with hobie or just talk to him about fashion or like when you're like building an outfit what do you do because i'm not like a super fashionable person i'm all about like comfort <laughs> right uh whatever so i think that would be fun i think kobe has like everyone views him as like the sunny cheery member but again he's always like my dad was a literature professor and like i think it would be fun to talk about books with Hobie. i think he's like the unexpected like reader right everyone expects namji and you kind of expect Shuga to a lesser extent but people don't really like ask Hobie about books and stuff but I think he's the guy that you would be like at the bar or like I don't know waiting in line at the supreme drop or something and then he's like quoting poetry off to the side and you're like what <laughs> what is this energy so anyway J-Hope um RM you guys already know I could be here for 10 years like welcome to my 10-part TED talk um I think like bookstore again um, I know one of our listeners requested that we do a, a book episode and without any kind of firm commitment, that's something I really want to do in the future as well. I think it's a great idea. I love reading. Um, but yeah, talking about books, I would love to talk about like architecture with Namjoon. I mean, we know he's into art, but like, does his interest also extend to architecture? Like when you look at archive, the furniture and interior design that he's chosen, like, kind of makes me think he's also probably into architecture I don't know why that is there's nothing to back that up that's just how I feel <laughs> so yeah like an art museum would be cool this is like things I want to talk about <laughs> also like the creative process I feel like not as much now because they have more people more of like a built-out team I think he's still very active but there was a, a, like a minute there where RM had like writing credits on every single track right um Shuga too so I guess I could talk about this with him but just like how does he handle that amount of workload in addition to like he's doing all the things the other members are doing right like their dance practice the performance the like interview aspects right he's often translating for English or western or foreign interviews right um I just don't know how that guy manages the workload. I don't. <laughs> like, at some point, I would be like, I need to sleep for 10 days. Do not speak to me. Do not look at me. Like, I do not exist. So I think it would be interesting to know kind of, like, how he balances everything. Also, again, like, not being the oldest member but being the leader. I know he's not the only one in the industry, but just interesting to kind of, like, how do you balance that, like, leadership aspect or kind of being the go-between between the group and the label in some cases um I would love to like hear more about that um okay so Jimin um I I don't know Jimin Jimin seems like he 
has like a really serious side as well I feel like I'm being such a downer I'm like let's talk heavy tell me like I'm bad (laughs) at small talk and just want to know like the heavy things like tell me the heavy things no but I feel like you know Jimin is super playful and like often getting up to things and like run BTS or whatever but um obviously like he his work ethic is nuts and I think I've said this in the past but like he talks about how like big hit was like the one place where he had like an offer or whatever um as a trainee or where he got recruited so curious how like that that experience kind of shaped him again heavier um Mm -hmm. on a lighter note like interested everyone talks about jungkook's tattoos all the time i would love to talk to jimin about some of like his tattoos um and like the process, et cetera. Um, yeah. As far as Tay, Tay seems kind of like an enigma to me. Like he's this bubbly, extroverted. Um, I get like art enthusiast, shall we say? <laughs> enthusiast yeah. is not the word I was thinking, but you all can fill in the blank because I don't want to edit too much. Um, but like art enthusiast vibes. But then he also kind of gives off like. A mysterious aura and i don't really know how to explain it um i there's literally no no explanation to this but i this is pure like speculation on my part at the same time he's really outgoing i also get a little bit of like a closed off vibe from him and maybe that's just like false like i don't know him right but i'd be interested to see like what his personality is kind of like one-on-one or you know like I don't know, talking to him about photography or some of his interests or or just, like, what, what would it take to, like, pass Tay's vibe check, basically? Like, mm-hmm. like how real is the vibe check? Because I feel like ARMY have really built it up um, as, like, a funny meme or a joke, and then some people take it kind of seriously. So, um, yeah, I'd be interested in, in just, like, getting to know him and and he seems like a fun guy to talk to right (laughs) so yeah um i think like as far as jungkook it's weird like again (laughs) i feel like very similar to namjoon and so you would think i feel that same sense of similarity to jk but i really don't like that guy's a total enigma to me and clay and i have had many conversations off the track about this um i like don't understand him and his like (laughs) worldview and this is not a diss this is just like i don't understand like he's he's so like like on the one hand he's like kind of a bro and like really into working out and then well so is namjoon i guess but but like he's also like really into video games and like good at that and then like then he's also like super romantic like writing the song for army like live time right and saying how he wants to see like fireworks when he meets a significant other um and so maybe he i guess he defies easy categorization which is good right because every member of bts is a complex human being um but like you have like Jimbro Jungkook, you have like Gamer Jungkook, you have like Mischievous Maknae Jungkook, but you also have like super romantic, super artsy Jungkook. You have like Director Jungkook. Like 
he has all these skill sets like how do all these things like fit together into a person like basically like what is his weak spot because that guy is just like nuts at everything and I say that with like full love and full respect but I don't really understand like who he is as a person so I will leave it at that that's my like things I would do because some of it was kind of like I'm gonna go sort through record crates or talk music but that's kind of what I would want to do with each member of BTS Hmm. very interesting um I feel like some of our answers were the same (laughs) always this is why we have a podcast (laughs) together (laughs) yeah so I I didn't do it like or I I didn't think about it by member per se um first of all I just wanted to this question was like I don't want to say it was hard for me at first I was like what like I guess I just don't I don't think about these things like often maybe because I'm like it's just too hard to even believe that I would be able to have a conversation with BTS <laughs> that like almost like there's no point in like sitting around daydreaming about it um, that makes one of the two of us <laughs> meanwhile I'm like hello welcome to my 10 part TED talk of things I definitely have not thought about before <laughs> yeah so yeah I just yeah I mean but once I started thinking about it like a million things came to mind so mm-hmm. um and I'm like, I could think of, like, I could talk about more here, but I won't. Um, so I guess in general, I would love to just talk to them about, like, okay, wait, before I even start. I thought about this in the sense that, like, not like, oh, I'm, I I just met BTS and, like, I'm having, like, a five-minute combo with them. Or even, like, that question that was going on Twitter recently about, like, would you rather, like, take 500k or, like, have dinner with BTS or whatever? Like, no, this isn't just, like, me having dinner with them. I like, I know them, and I'm comfortable enough to, like, ask them these questions, and yeah. they will feel comfortable enough with, like, answering me. So this Well, is that's, how, like, I kind of caveated mine the same way. Right. <laughs> so, so this is how I was thinking of it. Like, one, I would just like to have, like, just casual, everyday conversation with him about, like, just casual things. I don't know. Like, you know, music that's out now. Like, oh, did you hear that new Drake album or whatever? Like, what'd you think? Mm-hmm. Or... Like, you know, that movie that just recently came out, what do you think about it? Or, like, let me show you this TikTok and, like, let's laugh about it. Like, <laughs> you know? Like, I would just like to, like, have that kind of conversation with them or relationship with them where I could just, like, talk to them like that. Um, I would like to ask them about 2017 to 2018 if they wouldn't be, like, upset by my mm-hmm. questions about that period. But I would like to ask them about that period because it was incredibly rough for them and I guess for army too but yeah I would like to talk to them about that um I really just want to talk to them about like music in general like if I could just have like a real chill like vibe session and if we could just talk about like you said like the writing process that they they go through um like vocal techniques or like how to produce music like their inspiration for like certain songs or um you know, certain lyrics or whatever, I would love to just, like, sit down and have that kind of talk with them. Like, if I could watch them do, like, a studio session, right? I'm sure, like, they probably think, like, that's boring. Why would you want to see that? But (laughs) I would like to just be in the room, like, when they're um, recording or, like, when they're writing stuff and stuff like that. Um, Also, like, just to talk about 
like music that they like grew up listening to. I remember when we were doing like our one of those episodes where we were like talking about I think it was like the BTS and like black influences that we mm-hmm. that episode that we were doing and I was just like bro like Namjoon was listening to like the same stuff that I was listening to and not that that's like I guess my thought process is that like someone on like the other side of the world was having like a similar experience to me like being influenced and like listening to the same things the same people I don't know I would just love to like sit and like reminisce with them on like certain things and just hear like what they like like grew up listening to and like you know why they love this stuff so much right just like talk with them about certain songs and stuff um I also would like to talk to them about anime I believe I said that before on the <laughs> podcast. you definitely um, have yeah I, I definitely want to like especially the mock line um yeah I want to talk to them about anime um book recommendations you mentioned that like I want to mm-hmm. Here's some recommendations they have for books. Um, I want to talk to you, like, Namgi about, like, some throwback stories they have from, like, like the old dorm days. I'm pretty sure they have some. And I'm pretty sure if you, like, especially if you get Yumi started, he'll start going, like, an old guy. Like, back in my day. <laughs> you are not stuff. wrong. Yeah. Right? Or, like, I want to hear, like, from the 95 line and not just like the dumpling answer like it doesn't have to be them fighting but just like i don't know they probably have some like really funny stories that they have to share like i <laughs> like i just want to hear that from them um i'd love to hear like some behind the scenes like concert stories like things that they won't share in like memories i don't know their thoughts about certain things um i'd also like to hear like some travel stories or moments uh, or like recommendations to certain places um, like things that we haven't seen on camera like you know outside mm-hmm. of like Bon Voyage or yeah. you know in the soup or like whatever else just I don't know that's a good one I'm actually mad I didn't mention that because like when I went to Japan a couple of years ago I went on Reddit and like asked people for recommendations and like Reddit Army are next level in terms of the detail they can provide. And they gave me a bunch of recommendations about like restaurants or like shops to buy K-pop stuff. And I ended up going to that like meat and rice bowl restaurant. It's called Red Rock um, that JK and Jimin went to. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was super good food and really cool. I wish that they would share some of their recommendations, right? Um, Like we got their vlog, but it would be cool to like hear more of that type of stuff. They probably do it on purpose because <laughs> think about what Jung shared like what his kombucha that he was drinking. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think in that live. Did he even say what brand it was? Like he was like, it's a powder, like a powdered kombucha, and somehow people went and found it and like sold it out. <laughs> well, how about um, <laughs> with the downy fabric softener thing? Right. I mean, he said that he liked downy, and then like army sold it out and he couldn't even get it and then like they re-released it with like bt21 characters on it like if big hit can make a buck they will do so (laughs) but anyway um just yeah there's a reason they don't tell us but i wish they would or if i had like special access to them i would definitely be like hello please tell me all your travel wrecks right um i also want to know how the heck do they earn degrees while like being a member of bts yeah like how 
how do you find the time? Like, where do you find the time? Okay, maybe now it might be a little more open in their schedule, like during the freaking panty, but before, right? I mean, like Jen graduated twice, right? Like he has his master's, right? Yeah. How? How? Uh, yeah, I, I just want to know how they find time to do that. Um, I would ask, like, if they could change anything about their career, would they change anything? Um, and they probably would say no, but I would at least ask the question. That would be interesting. I mean, I often hear jokes, and this is a joke, disclaimer joke, but, like, that Yoongi came into Big Hit wanting to be a producer and, like, got conned into, like, singing and dancing <laughs> and being on In the Soup and, like, doing all this extra stuff. And, like, obviously he wouldn't have renewed his contract and, like, continued to do so, right, if he was, like, not cool with it. But it is funny how, like, I guess your plans can change, right? So. Right. That's a good point. Um, like we were talking about before, I want to ask about certain BTS lyrics. Like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> Converse High is one of them. Oh, oh my goodness. I'm <laughs> dying to know. There's a, there's a few others that, like, it's kind of inappropriate, so I don't want to bring them up. But, like, y'all already know which ones. Like, yep. <laughs> I want to ask, like, mm, so where are you going with that? do you mind explaining um but some songs don't need additional explanation they just are what they are like there's no ambiguity i just want to hear it from their mouths like would you would you break down that i need a genius breakdown of some of their songs before they explain it oh god oh man uh Um, and finally, um, those bleeped out lines that are in What Do You Think and the last, Mm. like, I want to know, I want to know, I mean, he bleeped it out for a reason, but I want to know what it is. (laughs) You'll be like, give me the uncut version, uncensored version. Yep. Yeah, this doesn't even get into, like, certain fashion or hairstyle choices that I have questions about, but I think that's more like for the stylists right (laughs) jeez or just like i guess if i could just say anything to them in general i would just tell them like thank you you know Um, yeah thank you for like all that you've done all these years and like all the 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 joy and happiness and you know thank you for going through all the the pain and heartbreak and suffering that you've had to endure just so that i can be happy right I I think we talked about this on the permission to dance episode, but like, even if I don't love a specific track, like I'm so grateful to be a fan and to like be experiencing like releases in live time and like being here for this. You know what I mean? Right. Like being a part of this run. Yeah. Yep. It wouldn't have any other way. Um, I think we have one more question, right? Yeah, one more question. Um, so this was from Instagram. And the question is, you've both talked a bit about your concert experiences, but I would love to hear more about concerts you both have been to. What were they like? And can you detail an entire concert experience for us? Was it the episode called like the seven circles of ticketing hell where we had Jess and Christine and talked about like our concert experience with them? 
I think we did talk about that there. Yeah. I so I definitely recommend that episode if you haven't listened. It's an older one, so it's <laughs> it's a little bit rough. I'm pretty sure I'm eating per usual on the track or doing something. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm always happy to answer questions about this either on the pod or elsewhere. And I'm sure Kalea is too, but um, I've been lucky enough to go to three concerts. Um, so I went to Wings Tour uh, Newark Day 2 in March of 2017. Um, I went to the Love Yourself Tour, I guess also, I sound so fake. I think it was March of 2018 or possibly April. Um, and then... I also went to the Speak Yourself tour extension, and that's the one I went to with Clay and Jess and Christine. Uh, when was that? Um, twenty nineteen. Yeah, was it? Was it? Was it in like May? I think. I think they were in approximate one year intervals. April or May, something like yeah. that. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So the first one I went to. I bought the tickets in like December of 2016. And the only thing I remember from that is I had no idea what I was doing as like a baby army. And at the time I thought to myself, like, I have to go to this concert. Um, Who knows like if and when they'll be back to the U S lol jokes on me because they came back like many times thereafter. But at the time I felt this like huge sense of urgency to go. And um, I was in grad school at the time. So I got off the bus and, and, the area where I'd catch the bus like wasn't the nicest. So sometimes when I was coming back really late at night, my dad would come and meet me. And so we're sitting in the car. I'm like, got off the bus. I like run into the car. He's like frantically tapping away, like not even knowing what he's buying tickets for. Uh, (laughs) I'm like frantically tapping away. We're like literally using LTE, which like, do not do that (laughs) in 2021. Right. Like you need a good fast Wi-Fi connection, (laughs) especially now with the demand is even higher than it was back then. And like my dad had some kind of like sound check ticket, but he like accidentally pressed out of the page. And by the time like I got in, um, I got like a, I don't know, like a mid-tier, tier level two. I think it was like P1 and P2, and I got a P2 ticket, which was still pretty good. And it was actually like a great first concert experience. So I had like airline miles and flew to New York and like stayed with a friend who lives in New York. Um, so I kind of made like a weekend out of it and was like able to reconnect with friends. I didn't buy any merch because I basically, I don't think I like knew. I I didn't have that much merch in the early days or I don't know, but it was also just me by myself. And I, I didn't understand the difference between like P1 GA and P2. So I don't know if I thought I had to get in line, but anyway, I basically got in line like right away. Um, and actually that's where I met Jess though. Um, if anyone recalls from previous episodes, like Jess and her sister were in front of me on uh in the line and we just like hit it off so going back to that much earlier question like sometimes just things will just happen serendipitously right um so I hit it off with them I tried to talk to some army inside they weren't as like friendly because they had like totally different seats than Jess and her sister had different seats than me um so I was just like on my own I'm pretty sure I like bought nachos like why did I do that (laughs) But anyway, I just like sat in my seat like a noob in P2 eating these nachos and like charging up my phone. But the concert ended up being amazing. And I actually 
I strongly recommend P2 if you don't care about being like in the pit because you could actually see better because it was on like a sloped angle. But I was actually so I was like raised up above the like arms and the phones. Um, but then like I, I was still pretty close and could still like see everything and like get good pictures. Um, <clears throat> and it was just like such a fun experience. Like, I'm pretty sure that was when I bought my first army bomb, like there at the show. Right. I mean, I was like hardcore baby army, like did not know what I was doing, but <laughs> it was such a good, fun, wholesome experience. <clears throat> and I think the fact that I met Jess and like made some friends really helped shape my, my army experience. Um, I remember I went to hot topic once I was back in Pittsburgh. Um, and I wanted to get like a, a concert because they had the Wings tour merch randomly even back then in like 2017, but they only had one shirt, at least in Pittsburgh, right? I wasn't mm-hmm. in like New York or LA. They had one shirt and it was a 2XL, um, which was a larger size than I would normally wear. And I didn't even care. I just bought it regardless. And like it has holes in it. I've had to like stitch it back up. Like no <laughs> joke. The shirt is beat up. Um, like it had stains and I think I had to like get it's all black but I had to like get out the grease stains or something but like the shirt has been through the ringer but when I tell you I'll be like 85 and still owning that wings tour shirt um, it's the truth (laughs) the second one I went to I've talked about it a lot so I I won't go into it as much uh, just in the name of in the sake of time but they had tried to cut down on scalping so this was 2017 I don't recall exactly when the I don't remember when the B, uh the BBMAs were or their first like American awards but they were really starting I think to like further take off um over here and so there was like a huge problem with scalping and so their solution for the scalping was to send like physical tickets in the mail and somehow I just like missed that so again I flew to New York I stayed with the same friend I had stayed with for the last one. And it's like the day before the show. And I'm like, let me make sure I have all my things in order. And I like log into the Ticketmaster app and they're like, yeah, we, we sent you those tickets in the mail. And I was already in New York. And like, when I tell you that that was the most stressful day of my life, um, it was so stressful. And my parents were trying to figure out how they could like overnight FedEx me the ticket. Um, and, like, the credit card that it had been purchased on had, like, changed because of, like, the card issuer itself. It was – basically, the short version is it was, like, the perfect storm of things. And I was so convinced that, like, I was not getting into the show. And I just told myself, like, if I get in – because the show was supposed to be, like, my birthday and Christmas present combined. Like, I got nothing else that year. I was, like, if I get in, like, to this show, I – won't even stress about anything else. Like if my feet hurt, if I buy merch, if I don't buy merch, like what matters is getting into the show. So I was there at 8 a.m. and like explaining everything. Luckily, I think I had like my passport or some other like nuts documentation and I was able to get it. But that also meant I was in line at 8 a.m. And so I also had a GA ticket. So I was only four rows back. So I wasn't barricade. It might have been like five rows back, but it was not barricade, but I was super close to the front in the pit. Um, And I had a blast at that concert. Like if you look at the photos I have, like I was so close to them. Like it was amazing. However, I had been standing for like 15 plus hours 
<laughs> I think it was like an 18 hour day by the end on concrete basically. And I had worn comfy shoes, but that only matters up until a point, you know what I mean? So I just remember like I was dancing, I think towards the end of the concert and someone literally leaned over to me. I think I shared this before and was like, are you okay? Um, cause I guess I was like swaying. Like I thought I was dancing, but I don't know if I thought I was giving that energy that I was going to like collapse at any moment. But, um, yeah, that concert was amazing. I would say the pit I'm five, five. So that's approximately like 164, 165 centimeters. My metric system is iffy. The downside, one of the downsides of being American, I guess. Um, but I was taller than the average person in the crowd, but when everyone's like holding up their phone in their arms, like you can't see, but there will be like cameras in your view. So um, I would just say that that is something to keep in mind for future concerts. If that's something you're interested in, like I loved it. I loved being really close. Um, I had an iPhone six at the time. So like not the best camera, um, but you, my pictures came out like, crystal clear because they were right there but there's also times when they go to like a different stage that you can't really see them you know what I mean so anyway and then the final one I went to was the speaker self-extension that Kalei and I went to um, with our other friends as I mentioned and I would say for me that one was the most fun and most like a festival I mean I had been to two of the three by myself and had an amazing experience so if you don't have army friends don't let that deter you by any means but I think because I hadn't had like the logistical issues and the absolute like panic of like, will I even get in? Like it was just much more relaxed. Like we went the day before, I think we were joking about this on the last one, but like, or maybe two ago, how like the Uber started to pull away before you were even in the car. And like, we can laugh about that now because you weren't in fact injured, but it was just like nuts. But like we went uh, the first day to get merch and then we went back and I think we went to the line store like in New York City because typically the concerts are in New Jersey. That's just where like the larger arenas are. Um, and then we had assigned seats, but like we went to the bar. We were all together. We got a little tipsy, as you commented. We met that other army just like chatting, chatting them up and we were in the super nosebleeds like off to the side. So I think like my concert experience has kind of like run the gamut, but, and we've had many debates about it in the past. I don't think there's a bad seat. Are there seats that are better than others? Yes. Um, but the vibe at that concert, I think was in my case, the most fun and most relaxed. Um, and I am still sad about, uh, not having our, you know, gold and silver sound check tickets, but I will pray to the gods that be uh, whenever concerts come back that we can can get those again because I think that would be like I want to get sound check at least once. That's like my goal at this yeah, point. But I think that would really complete, I guess, our concert experiences just being able yeah. to experience sound check. Yeah. Um, so I, my first BTS concert was at the Love Yourself Tour in, um, Newark at the Prudential Center. Uh, yeah, so I went there with my best friend. Um, we flew from Florida to New York and we stayed with her family up there and, um, I was there for like a few days. I think that was on day two. Um, so I got to like, you know, go to New York and like go check out the line store and stuff like that. And, um, wait, we were at the same show then. I didn't even know. Two? Yeah. I went to day two in all cases. Wow. 
Well, look at so that. while you were having a relaxing time at the Lime <laughs> Store, I was like, I swear this is the same credit card. <laughs> Dang. Anyway, yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, we had like pretty decent seats. We weren't like up super high, but we were kind of far away. But we could still like you know see them or whatever. Um, we went and we like dressed up. Like I was like mic drop air Yoongi, and I think she was ring day Jimin. Like we were like fully like dressed up. It was like super cute. Um, I love that. Um, yeah, and that was like our first concert experience. It was awesome. Um, we, I don't think we even did. I don't think we did merge because it was like kind of weird. I think we got there kind of late. I think we got some like knockoff stuff from fans outside, but like there really wasn't like any like merch that we got that day. So that concert experience, like there wasn't so much about the concert, I guess. I mean, like, yeah, like the concert was awesome, but like as an experience, it was more so like my friend and I doing stuff together, like outside of the concert that made like the whole weekend great. Um, but like the show was awesome. Um, they put like on an awesome show and then they did speak yourself which was almost the same show but just at a larger scale and so like you said that was the concert that we all went to and like mind you this is like when we didn't we had like just met like two months prior right <laughs> like yep. we really on that day that we met up the first day that we met each other like you and Jess were like yeah we have like extra concert tickets like do you guys want them <laughs> and so Christine and I were like yeah sure like we did not know each other craziest thing I've ever done said yes to that like I can't remember why I didn't get tickets for that I don't know if it was because I knew I was moving um but whatever it was, like, I did not get tickets to that at first. So it really was, like, just the, a gift from God to be able to get tickets from you and Jess. Because I was not <laughs> expecting that. Um, so, yeah, we, like, road tripped up to, what, New Jersey. And it was insane because we, like, turned the oh, yeah. holes off on the GPS. So we're, like, going through, like, the rural backwoods of, like, Pennsylvania or whatever, like, yeah. <laughs> to New Jersey. I forgot about that. It should be, like, yeah. for context, it should be, like, I don't know, like, what, a three or four hour drive, depending on traffic. Didn't it take us, like, six or seven hours? It, it felt like it to so get there. Long. I think, yeah, I think it, it took, like, like so hours. We didn't get there until, like, after midnight. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous how long it took. It was so scary. We, like, stopped at this, like, shady Wendy's. <laughs> And like it was like it was it was just like the most insane trip up. And mind you, like we still don't know each other like that well. So we're like going through all of this. So we had to become friends like super fast after this, right? And then our Airbnbs, like I say this with all love, but they were kind of suspicious. Like yeah. they were just not great. And yeah. so it was also a bonding experience. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, they were sketchy. Um <laughs> the first one was better than the second one it's so funny because like at the time we were like kind of crapping on the first one like it's not that good and then we got to the second right. one we were like oh exactly so we went up early right so that we could go to get merch on yeah. the first day because we didn't go to the first show um and that experience was pretty cool like the merch situation was totally different than love yourself um 
you know, it was outside of the arena. It was like, you know, this huge giant shop, I guess, that you had to like wait in line for. Um, or you could get like all this like various merch. Like it was just a lot more than I feel like Love Yourself was. Um, so that was pretty cool um, that we got to do that. And then, like you said, on uh, the actual day of the concert, we didn't need like to like line up for merch. We already got everything, and um, yeah, we like got a little tipsy, and mm-hmm. yeah, we had those like nosebleed seats that were okay. The only thing, like, yes, I feel like okay, you know, every seat is good, like because you can see and like your BTS, but our seats were like really. Christine and I seats were like really like far off <laughs> to like the side to the point where like we couldn't see inside the stage so I was kind of like upset about that because love yourself and speak yourself was very similar however they like added new some new things so like you know where Jimin was like in that bubble during serendipity like I couldn't see that mm-hmm. or like Tay was like what on that bed or whatever for singularity mm-hmm. i couldn't see any of that like, i couldn't see it at all so that sucked um but i mean the concert was great um at both concerts i was like the first concert with my friend i love yourself we sat down the entire time and like that's something i can't wrap my head around with like i don't know if that's just bts concert etiquette because do they do that in korea but, like, I've never been to a concert where people, like, sit down. Unless, like, obviously you cannot physically stand. Um, I've never that's been weird. to a concert where, like, most people sit down. And, like, that's how it was at Love Yourself. And I feel like at Speak Yourself, people were, like, trying to do it. But when Christina and I stood up, they, like, could not. Because, like, we were going to stand up. And, like, like, I didn't care. Like, I didn't come to a concert to sit down. I came to this concert to shake my yeah. body. Yeah. Well, like-, like I said, when I – so when I went to Love Yourself, I was standing the entire time. I mean, it was GA, but I stood for, like, the entire day. Um, but for – even for this, the first one – as a baby army, like, I was so hyped at Wingstore. Like, we were sitting before it started, but then people stood up when we were there. And I think, honestly, for the last one, Jess and I might have been, like, a little beyond tipsy, allegedly, possibly. And so maybe we just did not <laughs> feel the social pressure. I don't know. <laughs> but we were definitely standing, and we were definitely, like, screaming PTS lyrics at the top of our lungs. Um, right. But I would say, though, to your assessment, like, at least for – my experience like the upper level was a bit more chill which I guess could be good because you have like a different vibe no matter where you are you could like decide what you want yeah how are you gonna sit when you hear like a cypher please I don't know it's like okay just dance came on I could have broken the seat the way I was hopping in my seat like why why did I have to sit down that whole concert that just didn't make any sense like I don't know if it was just the section that I was in or what but it was just weird like why am I sitting down at this concert this is insane like I feel like I should be standing up um so I was happy when we got to like love yourself like I I was like you know Christine we're standing up I'm sorry like I don't care like and people were like trying to tell us like sit down we were like no (laughs) like I'm standing up like if you want to see stand up sorry yeah um yeah 
I think to your point, like the experience is also made special by like the outfits. I just kind of glossed right out over that. Like again, spot like the fashionable one on this podcast. <laughs> but like people dress up and like people plan their outfits like way in advance. Like you could yes. go in jeans and a t-shirt if that's what you were comfortable in. Like there's no shame. Like you do you. But on the flip side, you do you. And so a lot of army come like fully dressed either in their custom sneakers that they painted or commissioned or like a jacket that they made. Like I remember seeing a bunch of like hand painted denim jackets. Um, you know, maybe you are in like club wear. <laughs> Like, there will be people in, like, club wear. Um, Or maybe you're, like, replicating a look. Like, you said you didn't mic drop Yoongi. Like, it's just part of the fun is, like, the build-up to it. Like, what merch will you buy? And I said, like, I had more fun the times it was treated, like, as a festival, you know. Um, But, yeah, like, enjoy the moment. They usually have things set up outside that you can take pictures with or, like, I mean, it depends on the location and, like, what they have. But there's, like, different things for you to watch or see or do and just people watching. And I don't want to say networking with other ARMY, but, like, interacting with other ARMY, like, the vibe is really special. Yeah, I mean, if you're lucky enough to, like, get to chat with other ARMY, like, definitely do it. But I feel like, I mean... Okay, the first time when I went with my friend, people around us weren't, like, nice, like, trying to talk to us. Like, the people in the seats next to us weren't trying to talk to us. Like, the people online weren't trying to. So, like, I don't know. I feel like maybe you, you get lucky and you meet nice people, but I did not get that experience. Um, And speak yourself. I mean, it was just us. Like, we did meet that one person at the bar, but, like, the people next to us that we were sitting with weren't trying to, like, talk to us either. Like, people yeah. weren't, like, nice. So, <laughs> I mean... Uh, I, I hope other people have, you know, better experiences than I did with that. Because um, it would be nice to, like, meet other ARMY. And that was one thing that I was really looking forward to with this concert coming up that we would have been going with, like, our entire BTS DMV group that had tickets. So, like, that would have been awesome. But yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. I also was really looking forward to getting to dress up for this one, too. Like, dressing up is so fun. I mean, obviously, if you don't feel like doing that, you don't have to. But my friend and I were planning on doing like I can't remember what she was gonna do but she was gonna dress up like Tay from some era and I was gonna dress up like chicken noodle soup Hobie like it was about to be freaking awesome like (laughs) we were like really gonna show out so that would have been cool um I'm trying to think what other parts of the experience is please get an army bomb oh my god for for love yourself i had a second gen army bomb i did not have the third gen yet so it didn't sync up with the bluetooth with everyone else and that sucks i mean it was nice just having an army bomb period but like get whatever army bomb they have out like if you have to shell out the cash the day of to get an army bomb and they're going to have army bombs like they're gonna have more than enough get the freaking army bomb so you can feel like you're part of the show um yeah, 100% get the army bomb. <laughs> <laughs> this is a funny anecdote. I forgot until you mentioned it. I may have shared it previously, but uh, at Wings Tour, the army bombs, I guess it was second gen. They didn't change color yet, right? Yeah. It was just like on or off for your choices. Right. Um, <laughs> so, but what army did, one of the fan projects was 
you would like either show your wristband or your ticket. I don't remember, but they would basically like, depending on where you were sitting, like the fans organized that like there were people handing out certain color, like little tiny, like almost gift bags that were like clearish plastic. And then when the time came at the concert, you would pull the plastic bag over your army bomb to literally change the color of your army bomb. Um, So it was like kind of army's like surprise gift to BTS and a lot of the aerial photos that you see, if you look at Wings Tour, like that was kind of the start of the like rainbow thing. And then of course, Big Hit was like, hey, we can make some good money with this, (laughs) you know? And it like became a thing, but it was in retrospect, it sounds so like, low quality DIY because it was, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but funny. Nope. And word of advice, put your phone down. Like <laughs> that Love Yourself tour, I barely remember because I was looking at it like through my phone the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um I just wanted to like capture every single moment so I could be able to go back and watch it later, but like seriously, put your phone down and just live in the moment. I promise you you will be able to see fan cams of whatever show later on the internet um they might even release like a concert video like you will be able to relive that again some other way you do not need footage of it i mean sure you might like okay you can do one song or like you know a few songs but like don't do like the entire concert like with your phone out like seriously like just live in the moment like you're actually getting the opportunity to sit there and like look at bts i promise you it's 10 times better looking at them like with your own eyes and not through a screen so <laughs> yeah i definitely understand like wanting to chronicle everything i just like have that impulse in general but i definitely agree like honestly your camera's gonna have other people's hands in it it's probably shaky like Kalea said someone will have snuck in like a professional camera right and yeah. like they'll have something like really 4k for you to look at later I mean, I do and did take a lot of pictures, but I agree, like, make sure to balance it out. Like, we look at BTS through our screens every day, all the time. Or, I mean, whenever. Maybe not every day. Maybe you have better self-control than me. But, like, that's your main way of seeing them. And so when you're there, like, with them at that event, like, just be there. Because one of the things that always perplexes me, I don't know if it's the adrenaline rush. I don't know if it's, like the feelings of anticipation but like when the concert actually comes like in a way you're almost like blacking out it sounds insane or like having an out-of-body experience I don't really know how to explain it but it goes so fast and after afterwards you'll just be like wow did that happen like post-concert depression is real so why not prolong that like good feeling as long as possible by being like present in the moment yep also know the fan chance yes um know the like member name order because it's gonna happen with almost every song (laughs) and know the lyrics to certain songs because if they do i need you yungi's not gonna rap and he's going to point the mic at the crowd and he's gonna expect you to be able to say it back and i feel like there was one show i can't remember which one it was i think it was love yourself and i felt like it was kind of quiet. Like, people didn't know the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you need to know them in Korean. So, like, <laughs> know what's going to happen. Like, you'll probably, unless you're going to, like, the very first show, you're going to know what their set list is. So, just, like, figure all that out before you get there. 
so it's not embarrassing. I have to say, I don't think I've ever really like studied the fan chance, but a lot of it is just like call and response, right? Right. Like for the most part, and also it's parts like people will hype up parts they really love. Like everyone will shout Namjoon's like IDK Namola and fake love, which is right? not like, part of the fan chant. It's not a fan chant, but people are gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, people are just gonna. Right. Yeah. 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 Also, like, t- take the day off after. Like, please do yourself please. a favor. <laughs> please. Um, don't drink. <laughs> we drink because it's fun, but don't drink if you have a weak bladder like me and you have to go to the bathroom during euphoria. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm better forgive myself. <laughs> I'm not recommending you wear a diaper either because that's also kind of gross. Oh my goodness. Well, okay. I was going to spare everyone, but since you brought us here anyway. Um, so also at the Love Yourself Day 2, I told you that I was there super early in the morning because of aforementioned ticket and credit card issues. So I was there with like all the diehard people that had been like camping out um, and like they had been there for days. Like I'm not kidding. Um, and apparently they had like I was talking to them okay maybe I'm just like aggressively inserting myself into every conversation because I'm like well I was talking to people but um I was talking to them and apparently they were like rotating through their hotel rooms um so like one person would stay in line while others would get merch and then they would come back and they could go and get merch and so like I guess, like, one person had a hotel, but they, like, didn't want to lose their spot in line, so they would go, like, sleep and shower in shifts, and, like, they basically, I forget how it came up, because I can't imagine that I would have asked this, but they were wearing, like, diapers. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I'm sure people do it if they're out there for days, but just, like, mm. I don't think that we have anything else to talk about. I mean, it's been a great second year. Oh, my God. It's our second grade. Oh, look at you. So prepared. <laughs> Did you choose that song on purpose? No, I, I just realized that. <laughs> I just did the math. <laughs> wow. It's our second grade. Um, Maybe we should, like, start the song, start the the episode was saying great. I would be so down. I mean, we risked it all before with um it's I been know. a mother bleeping year, so. <laughs> well, yeah. Wow. Um cheers to two years and here's to many more. Cheers to that. And we will see you all on the next episode. Yes, thank you all for listening to us and supporting us thus far. And for sending in your questions, we literally, we couldn't do it without you ever. I think we would have run out of motivation, but we definitely couldn't have done this episode without you. So and thank if you. I happen to pronounce her name wrong, please forgive me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I guess we're out and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Girls With Fun. We're so grateful that you chose to hang out with us. 
Once again, be sure to follow our social media accounts on Instagram and Twitter at Girls with Fun Pod and on Facebook at Girls with Fun Podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to leave us a review on your favorite streaming service. If you have an idea for an episode or you want to share your thoughts on any of the topics we've discussed, slide into our DMs or email us at girlswithfunpod at gmail.com. Thanks again for joining us and see you next time.